Fitness Pro Mentor community, welcome to another episode of the Minds on Muscle show. I am here with my wonderful co-host, Glenn. Glenn, how are you doing today? Very well, Brandon. How are you doing? I am doing good. Glenn just notified me that he's gotten so jacked, he's not sleeping anymore. So we're going to ride and see how this goes today. Lovely. Uh, but we got a good conversation today. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I think this is a, a big one. I'm excited for this one. I get excited for most of the podcasts we do. I think this one I've got a, a higher level for because this is something that I think we see a lot of people in the program struggle with um, and it has largely to do with uh, two things their, their marketing model right with how they market themselves but also um, how how they run their business how they're telling people what it is that they do and it makes it harder to grow a sustainable business so i think talking today about the, the fixer mindset versus the different ways we'll tell you we look at it could be a game changer for anyone listening yeah i think this is kind of an interesting conversation because if you step away from personal training and this fitness service-based model that we have. And you think about products, services, and goods. So you think about products, right? If you think about, well, I use this particular deodorant, right? You have an interesting sales cycle there because somewhere along the way, you liked this product. It smelled good. It felt good. Didn't give you a rash. You liked it. It was easy. Lasted a long time. Didn't cost too much. And it was just like the perfect everything for you. And then when you run out of that product, no one ever says, hey, Glenn, do you want to buy some more deodorant? You inherently need it because there's a demand on your body and you like this company. So you typically go back and buy the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. That product has a specific timeline and purpose. It also has a specific amount that it's available. And then you have to get a new one. It's interesting, though, how we keep going back to the same thing. And no one ever kind of reassesses and talks to us about, hey, you need to go buy this deodorant mm -hmm. or you need to go buy this nail polish if that's something that you buy or shampoo or whatever it might be. It's interesting, though, because when we consider services, we also have in all these different services that we use, if we think about registered massage therapy versus personal training versus physical therapy versus someone that helps you plan a trip, right, like a travel advisor, right? Each of these services have specific timelines that we kind of consider. Right, like for a travel advisor, you're talking about mm -hmm. potentially traveling, traveling in a few yeah, months. Yeah, and we have one. Yeah. So how do you use that? I mean, it's it's uh, it's almost as an as you need basis. Right. Hey, I need to book this trip. Let's talk about it. They consult with you. They help you book everything. And then once that's done, it's done. Hundred percent. Now, if we think about other services, like some people have cleaning services, right? For like for this facility. I have a cleaning service that comes in and once a month, if and not every two weeks, depending on the season, I have a cleaner that comes in and cleans the facility. I don't have the time for that, but it's something that's important for the facility because the cleanliness of the this facility helps to keep everybody in here healthy. So I have that on a cyclical basis. It's just an expectation I have with that service. Well, the funny thing is if we think about therapists, right? Uh, you had Glenn had a surgery on his knee, a knee replacement. Just kidding. You had an ACL reconstruction. And when you had that, after the original surgery, what therapies did you do right after the surgery? Well, they, they, oh, so, they, so I have, I, knowing who we know, I didn't go the traditional route per se, but I do have a chiropractor who I see who does, who did acupuncture with me to help the muscles stimulate again. And I felt like it was really beneficial to my recovery process. So I started seeing them bi-weekly for the first couple weeks. And then now once a month and now once every couple months to help stimulate the, the tissue growth. So you had a strategic partner with Strata. Mm -hmm. I still do. If you're, right. if you're, I'm winking at the camera here because those are important for us to have. Right. But so you had a strategic partner, but you had someone that helped you. They yeah. were someone who was helping fix your knee. Mm -hmm. And then once it started to get better. See them less. Less frequently. Correct. And then what will happen in six months from now? I will not see them at all for my knee. Yikes. And so this is an important thing, right? And this is obviously an example that we have all kind of experienced, but physical therapy, chiropractor, massage therapy, there are these people who are designated as body fixers. Surgeon 
Perfect example, right? You get one cut, sew you back together, you are fixed, go out, and then you go to the, see, see the next fixer. But fixers do one of two things. They either fix you or they don't. But at the end of that relationship, 99% of people do one thing. What do they do? At the end of that relationship, they ghost you. You're gone. You're they, done. They leave. They leave. And so here's what's tough. All of us in personal trainers land, personal training land, well, we're all insecure. I mean, do you still get embarrassed by talking, telling your family you're a personal trainer? Oh, not anymore, but I used to for a long period of time, sure. Why? Uh, because the idea of being a personal trainer is I wear a tank top and a ball cap and I count repetitions and I blow a whistle, and that's the extent of my knowledge base. But Glenn, you're 30, going to be 40 in several years. How are you possibly going to make a career go with this as a personal trainer? Right, and then that leads to a whole other different conversation. But... Glenn, you're a biomechanics specialist? Yeah. Well, we can talk about that even if you want to. Biomechanics specialist, that sounds nice and fancy. What does it even mean? Exactly. Now, let's, so here, let's just pause for a quick second. So here's the funny thing is that many of us are ragingly insecure or unhappy with the titles that we have. Maybe that's not you. But there are so many different educational platforms that have created unique titles for branding for their company. And even us, we say fitness professionals, and there's a few different kind of SEO reasons why we do that. But if we think about these titles, I mean, it is so arbitrary because truthfully, a lot of these titles are confusing. But they either put you in one of two band camps. Are you either in the strengthening fitness camp, which has some kind of preconceived notions like these cleaners and the deodorant, or are you in the fixer band camp? And the fixer band camp is split into kind of two, very basic, right? the medical fixer band camp, and then the kind of holistic healer band camp. Really nothing in between. Now, you could argue that there are these different places in between. Well, that I'm, a, I'm, an, ex, I'm an orthokinematic specialist. And you're like, that's fantastic. But I wanted to just clarify one thing before we jump into this day, that any title that you proclamate for yourself, that you've been told, or you have a certification that calls you, that is not clear what you do, it's confusing. And it makes lead generation and promoting extremely confusing and difficult. What do you think so far? I think we've set up our... <laughs> Where do we start? <sighs> I think this is... <laughs> this is, if not, like, the biggest retention problem that most people in fixing land have. If not the biggest, it's definitely up there. Because most people in the fixing world are going to have clients that they see, and once they start feeling better, they're gone for the door. And the only time they call those people back is if the problem starts happening again. And it makes it quite unsustainable to grow and generate a business. And there, I mean, there are so many different things we can share to help people uh, overcome this at every step of the client pipeline, whether it's people seeing for the first time in your marketing, in there for the initial consultation, the assessment, the education session that might have, happen after the assessment, all the little things you do during your actual training, the follow-ups, the reassessments. There's things you could do at each and every one of these steps to not be seen as a fixer, even if that's part of what you do in the way you see yourself in your own identity. Having said that, I think one of the best places to start, you've already kind of touched upon this, is what do we call ourselves? How ought we position ourselves in the world of the potential client? And it really comes down to, I think, first and foremost, putting ourselves in their shoes. How do we tell people what it is that we do with our title in a way that doesn't, doesn't have them see us as a fixer, but also generates enough curiosity that they want to know more and they want to start having a conversation with us. That's at least how I see where we take this thing next here. 
Yeah. So I want to kind of emphasize that. So we have two different models that we have to consider from a business sense. And truthfully, like you can do things in between, but it gets much more confusing, much blurrier and hard to have a definitive clear product. You can go about doing however business you, whatever business you do, whether it's weight loss, helping people with pain management, muscle growth or strengthening. You can take this kind of idea of personal training, this idea of fitness professional and sell the idea of sessions and strengthening, which we can talk about how to do that. And we've done that in several of the episodes before. The thing about a personal trainer or a fitness professional is that it's not uncommon to have one, two or three sessions per week, have it be an ongoing relationship, either with a closed or open ended sales cycle. And if someone is hurting still, they still show up for the session and they always was. I remember the one of the first days I opened this place. I was stuck in the kind of fixing paradigm. I needed a lot of people, which we'll talk about that model in a second. And I remember I was here. I was up here on a phone call and Chris was downstairs. With one of his clients, one of the trainers at Strata and the client said, my shoulder's killing me today. And Chris goes, oh, okay. What do you want to do? He goes, oh, we should just work around it. And I know it'll get better. And I was like, that's not the conversation I've been having because people for me are like, well, we need to make this shoulder pain go away. Or I'm leaving, <laughs> you know, and this is a real problem that we've had. And I know that people still come in here and we have this once in a while that happens. So here's the thing with the fixing model. If you've ever gone to a chiropractic office, um, massage therapy, office, physiotherapy, that, that is their business model. But the way they make it work is they have so much volume that they could literally see 100 people for an hour once per month and that's it. And there's enough cycle there with people who come more frequently and less frequently to fill out their schedule. You still have people leaving and disappearing and people coming in with problems. But you require so much volume, so much. And the reason why this is such a huge, huge problem is one, you're constantly looking for new business or a lot of business. And three, way more importantly, is if you want to have someone awesome like Glenn here or Chris or Taylor or Eric, you need so much clients to fill your schedule to make sense to divert it to with other people. And that makes it really, really tough. Well, and I will say this is that a lot of these medical professionals have the added benefit of taking benefits. And a large part of some of their schedules are dependent on do people still have benefits left? It's not uncommon for massage therapists, chiros, physios, for a lot of these people to get slammed in December for the first two or three weeks because people realize I still have quote unquote free money from the insurance company or my employer to use Let's go get a whole bunch of adjustments. Let's go get a whole bunch of massages. Let's use these things up. And then January rolls around. Business gets a little bit quieter again. They have that added benefit. In personal training land, unless you've got an in-house chiro or physio or someone like that who can do the onboarding and then have you as the kinesiologist to then fulfill those sessions, and that's probably not even as lucrative for you or really fully taking advantage of your skills because then you're limited by what they want you to do not by what you want to do with that client, boy, you're in a rough spot. And so the question then becomes now, okay, how do we set up a model and how do we talk about what we do so we're not fixers? And so for me, and this is something I picked up from Brandon, when people often ask me what I do, I tell them, you know, I'm a personal trainer uh, and I've got cool tools to help people with pain and discomfort, help, help getting them to move and exercise pain-free again. And there's, there's something about that particular phrasing, not always said directly like that, but something similar to that, that has people's ears perk up. They're like, okay, this guy does personal training things, so he's got the whistle and the cap on, but he helps people move and exercise pain-free, but that's not usually what whistle and cap people do. What is he talking about? And then it opens up the door for a conversation. Yeah, I mean, 
when I when people ask me that question of what I do, I always try to make sure that like I basically I talk about that we solve we help people solve problems that are really annoying using exercise as a method and we create long-term strengthening options. And I always try to key those, have those three things in there because if I say, absolutely, you know what? So honestly, Glenn, I work with a lot of people like you who are struggling with aches and pains. We have some really cool assessment models that help us use exercise to help make some incredible changes so you can get back to doing what you love. And way more importantly, we use resistance exercise modeling to make sure we can create long-term solutions so that way it's not just stuck in this kind of rehab state as it feels to you, as it really is a strengthening progression all the way to getting you to do what you love. And that way you have this idea of like, it sounds like you're doing some corrective stuff, but truthfully, you're just trying to strengthen the stuff that you can strengthen. It's framing that's really important to them. And at the same time, you're talking about the long term because that is the most important thing, right? Like being able to spend 12 weeks with someone and make someone feel good is cool. But having like my guy that was just here before has been with me for five years. Anyone that he's a nearly 60 years old and went on a five day snowmobiling trip. And he's like, yeah, I'm a little achy, but I couldn't have done this even five years ago. I can do this now because I've got the strength. That is way more powerful and pays way longer dividends. Here's why that's important on a bigger end. I'm just getting a little fired up here thinking about this. I know Glenn's going this way. Taylor, because Glenn's been here for three years. Yeah, well, how many of those were for COVID, right? So let's call it a year of solid working because now we're open. Yeah, a year and a half, yeah. Taylor's been here since the beginning, like near the very beginning with me. And same with Chris. And several of us have clients that have been with us since the beginning of our career. If you look at my schedule, if I look at my schedule, the majority of people have been with me for more than five years in my schedule. And if not over two to three years, the majority, one or two that are less than a year. And that's great because when I have someone that has been seeing me for training for seven years, refer me a client, what expectation do you think that that client is going to have when they come to see me? They're not expecting to get fixed. They're expected to feel better with exercise because exercise is medicine, but they're also committed to a long-term process, which makes it easier to connect in. I won't say who, but one of our old clients who's not coming here right now referred her husband to come and see Glenn. He was prepared for the pricing and what Glenn does and has been seeing Glenn regularly and I think even using our gym membership, which is really fantastic. All of that was from the expectation that was set by the client before who had incredible results, felt really good, and was encouraging him to come for like five years. Way before Glenn was even here, he was, she was trying to get him to come and see me. But what's more important is because we have set this long-term framing of using exercise as a model is this particular client is seeing Glenn once or twice per week at Glenn's full rate, recognizing his expert status, and is in for the long haul. That's a perfect client. How much better would it be for you if you have a client that sees you once a month, sorry, once a week, or twice a week, and you get $500 to $1,000 per client. That's the kind of clients I want because they will send more people like them. It's great. I love it. Now, I also want to make sure I'm not saying that rich people are for us, although that helps our business quite a lot, but this is where you have different service offerings, shorter duration, uh, less frequent to make sure that anybody at any price point can afford you. You're not a therapist if you're a trainer. You're a trainer. And that's a cool business model. So this is where I think like number one thing, if you take over this podcast, you're moving forward is really think about how you are framing yourself for people you're speaking to and who you're marketing to. Because if all your tools and techniques are around uh, um, fixing people and that's how you talk to them, like help your pain go away. And that's what, what it is that I do. And there's no talk about long-term anything 
or XYZ that Brandon just discussed, you're setting yourself up from failure from the get-go. This has got to be like the, probably the first thing that changes. Because you will notice right away if you are stuck in fixer land with a lot of your clients and then you start going about the long-term strength exercise solution land that Brandon described so eloquently that I won't even try to regurgitate right now for you, you will find that if you do a compare and contrast from new clients coming in versus previous ones, you will find all the new ones stick around longer, come in more frequently, and are in there for the long haul. Because that's what they've been set up from the very beginning. It really comes down to anchoring bias, which is the first time someone sees you especially, but their first exposures to you really dictate how they're going to see you in their world moving forward. And it's very hard to unanchor that unless you're telling people you're in their ear and dropping little subtle bits of education throughout your different sessions and trying to remodel that framework for them. So first and foremost, really get an idea of how you ought to be talking to people you're going to be meeting, but also how you're going to do your marketing to have them understand this is a long-term thing we're doing where we're using exercise to help strengthen the body to come up with solutions to help you move and exercise pain-free and get back to doing all the stuff that you love for the rest of your life. That's the first thing. I really just want to hammer that home for everybody. Yeah. It's no, so important. I would agree. So important. Yeah. No, I remember. So I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, when I first opened this gym, I was definitely much more of the I'm a therapist kind of model, uh, even though I was trying to convince myself that I wasn't. But I was kind of there. And a big part of that was my mentor. My late mentor kind of had that same mentality and put that bias in me because truthfully, I actually thought from how successful he was, that's how I was going to be successful. And, you know, I was doing okay at it. I actually had people like coming, driving from New Jersey to come see me, which is like a mega drive far away. Like I had people traveling from a big distance for a long time. Um, but then I started just kind of seeing this problem that, I mean, my client life cycle was like three to six months, which is fine. But uh, I was doing a good job. People were feeling really, really, really good and they get their problems solved and they'd send me an email, hey, thanks for everything. I feel great. I'll call you if I have a problem. Or people wouldn't have the same uh, massive pain relief that they thought that they should get, and then they would just ghost me. And that sucked. Like, it, it really sucked. Because as many of you know, the consistency with exercise is so important. And if they're not seeing you for X strengthening, they're seeing somebody else. Or they're not doing anything at all. I shifted, and I'll say this is a huge influence from my friend Charlie McMillan introducing me to post-activation potentiation, having me think about exercise in a different way. But moving all my clients to doing more stuff that was just contraction-based, thinking about exercise. And when they come see me, if I do any assessments on the table, how do I turn this into an exercise that you do at home or on the gym with me here uh, was game-changing. And it's revolutionized my business personally and Strata's business. And I, I don't want to sound so hubris to say so, but I've heard Glenn say this and Taylor say this, it influenced all these guys' businesses mm -hmm. because we, the, 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 the learning curves that I went through the battle wounds I got from my business changing. My business took a big drop and then it took a big kind of upswing because I started all of a sudden getting people who were on board with that exercise train. And the way that I communicate it and the way that we teach it through Fitness Pro Mentors uh, has been you know, exemplified by this guy and Taylor and uh, Eric on the floor and Lucy and everyone that's here that embodies all that language. They, they really are doing great things. I would argue that you have a full career now that you did not have in the same way before starting here. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Fair to say. And that's not, I don't want to take credit for that because it really isn't. It's that he has taken, what's that? You can, you can take some. No, credit. no, but it really is that I went through some stuff. It didn't work and I figured out what, what did work. 
And Glenn was brilliant already. He had all the tools ready to go, like a lot of you. By just changing wording and advertising, you, inter- you used it all and made it happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm using Glenn as an example because he's right here. But everyone is here. And so everyone, if you come to Strata, is saying the same thing. And a lot of our FPM students are doing the same thing because we got away from that. Yeah. It, the framing, the framing, the framing, the framing. And this is why one of the big pillars of personal training is the communication piece is because if you can't communicate with people and either figure out what their greatest pains are and why they're really there to see you, um, communicate to them why you're doing what you're doing and educating with them and then making them feel like they're heard, they're listened to, like they're progressing, showing them the objectively how they're moving forward even if the pain discomfort isn't changing all that much. If you're not doing these things, people are going to drop off. And you've probably heard us say this in another podcast is people are going to be willing to stay with you and pay you as long as the value is there. And it really comes down to the results and the experience. And if you're not delivering those two things in a way that the client expects, you're going to lose them. And so that kind of leads into maybe something that I would like to, to share and talk about because it made a big difference for me. And it also comes down to this whole uh, fixer versus strengthening mindset, which is what is your model in terms of having people see you and what kind of frequency and basis? Because if you're the kind of person where you're expecting people to come to see you twice a week for the rest of their lives, those people are going to drop off. Because either what you do is uh, very expensive, it is, and people can't afford to do that for a huge long period of time, or B, if they're not getting the results that they need, especially seeing you twice a week, they're going to go. And so you've got to be able to have, like Brennan said, different options for people when they're coming to see you. They're going to be people who've got money up the wazoo and they're happy to see you. They'll see you two or three times a week for the rest of your life. And God bless them because they help you grow your business. I've got a couple that sees me. They could contribute to five hours a week. I've got another couple that sees me. They contribute to four hours a week. But if they go on vacation, that's no bueno, right? And other things happen as well. But really what I'm trying to get down to is another thing that really changed for me. And again, I picked this up from, from Brandon as well, which is, do you have a destination for these people to work with you regardless of their budget? And sure, we can book and then say, if people want to, you know, only $50 a week, uh, sorry, $50 a month, I'm probably not gonna be able to work with those people. Like, for sure, that's fine. That's, that's just enough for a gym membership, really. But one of the things that really changed the game for me was when I looked at long-term planning for a lot of these people, I'd have it set up in such a way where during the consultation, I would get the information knowing that budget was a limited thing for them. And I would set it up so we titrated out week over week what we were going to do. And there was actually an action plan to have them spend less time with me. And that might sound crazy to some people. But when you think about it, it makes sense. Because when do people typically need the most help? At the very beginning, when they don't exactly know what they're doing and they're very, very lost and overwhelmed. But if we can spend eight weeks with these people a couple times a week and teach them how to move better, what exercise they need to help themselves feel their best teach them about progression, teach them about when to maintain, when to progress, all that kind of stuff. And as their budget starts to dwindle, say, listen, you're doing a really great job. Here's all the ways that you've improved and we can show them that because we've been collecting objective data. And here's all the things that that you've learned and we know that because we've been teaching them, we've been keeping good notes on it. We can say to them, you're doing really, really great now. And I know you said twice a week for the rest of your life is impossible. It doesn't make sense with your budget. Here's what I want to do. Now that you know how to use these machines, now that your pain is covered, is starting to lessen, and we know what work needs to be done, what I'd love to do with you is get you set up with a gym membership here. And I want you to see me only 
once every two weeks for a half hour rather than twice a week for an hour. And what this means is you're going to save 75% of the cost, but you're still going to start seeing the same results, if not more, because now you have access to the gym. You can come more frequently, do exactly what you need to do, and I'll still be with you acting as a consultant. And what ends up happening here, these people still feel much better because they're exercising just as much as it, if not more. Their pains are just starting to go down. They're thrilled about that. They're starting to save more money now, so they're overjoyed in that aspect, and they still get to see you to get help with the things that they need to. And that's one of the ways that we've been able to grow our businesses here, because I think we both have at least five or six clients that do have gym memberships that we see on some kind of regular basis, and they keep getting better. They keep feeling amazing. They tell more people about our facility because we're always meeting them with wherever they're at. Bodies, budget, mental, physical, emotional, whatever that might be. And that makes you and us, in a, in a way, seem like almost like a godsend because they feel really good about themselves and they're getting exactly what they need every step of the way. And what does that mean when they get what they need every step of the way? The value to them is always going to be there. They're getting the experience they want and the results that they want in a price that they can afford that's beyond what they actually feel like they're paying for. And that's why this whole thing works. But it all comes back to, again, starting with how are you framing what it is that you do and how are you talking to these people? Are you getting the information you need to help them make the right choice and decisions about their body and setting up the right frequency along the way so that they're always going to be coming to see you? And there's so many other things we can talk about, but that's just really another step in this whole process that really helps keep people in your world even if, even if sometimes if you're fixing people. Because even, I will say this real quick, because I know I'm getting down the rabbit hole. Because even if you're seen as a fixer, having a hard time moving out of that, because it does take time, even if you're fixing people, you'd have this conversation and say, put us both on the screen for a second, Brandian. Hey, you mentioned to me they're starting to feel good, and then you're not sure if it makes sense to stop, still for us to see each other once a week for this hour. I totally get that. What do you think would happen if we just totally stopped working together, and you stopped doing some things that we're doing? What do you think might happen to your body? I might break down. Maybe. We don't know, it's hard to see, but do you think it might make sense for us to see each other maybe right now once every two weeks for the next month or two? See how you're feeling. If you're still feeling really good, we can bring that down to once a month. And as long as you're still doing some of the exercise I prescribed to you and you're still feeling good, we can keep that frequency. Or if we need to, we can even change it again. Do you think that would be a good way to go about progressing just to make sure you start feeling good and you keep feeling good versus stopping to see me and having all those aches and pains come back? We can get started with that, sure. Okay, let's try it. There's lots of options. That's the idea. Is so many. It's a very flexible system. So but truth is, is, it's just how you frame yourself and how people find you. And this is how the whole thing grows. It starts with the initial seed. But if you have got a crappy foundation in your garden and people are seeing you in a particular way, it's going to be really hard to grow a sunflower that's six foot tall without it falling over. So, cool. That was good. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Anyway, I'll tell you honestly, a lot of our students are working on this. We've got some big gyms that are working with this model, and it makes an enormous difference because this is how you'll scale and grow and make over 6K, 6K, $600,000. Sorry, well, you could do that too, but over $100,000 per year. Like, this is how you get there, honestly. Easier because you can grow your business and get great leads, but you need to be able to keep them long enough that they all stack together, and you can actually work on raising your rates and have it all make sense and be cohesive. Glenn, what is your pick of the week? That's a great question. So my pick of the week is data collection and being as objective about it as you can. This is a conversation I've been having with more and more of our students recently. And it's a huge part of the business for a lot of the reasons we just talked about. And a big one of those is being able to show clients their results and their progress in an objective way. A lot of times we go based on purely on our feeling, which is 
sure, valid, because how we feel is very important and it's a huge part of the decision-making process. If you can mirror how someone's feeling but also show them objectively how they're improving and explain to them the benefits, it goes doubly far. You're providing more results and a better experience for them, both things we talked about previously being really important for value. And there's a whole bunch of different ways you can go about this. One of the different ways, this is something I've been working on with some of the clients, is when you ask people about how they're feeling and their energy or their pain discomfort, instead of them saying good, bad, fair, whatever that might be, ask them for a scale out of 10. Hey, how's that neck pain feeling today? Scale out of 10. Oh, it's at a, it's at a six today. I have a client who I work with who's a medical doctor and she's been dealing with neck pain for over a decade now. And every time she came to see me at the very beginning, she would tell me her neck pain's at a 7.5 continuously. And after working together there for half a year now, on a consistent basis, her neck pain's down to a six. Now that may not seem like a big deal for a lot of people because that's still over that halfway mark. But when you speak to someone who's been dealing with something for over 10 years, on a consistent basis, they've dropped, they've, they've seen like a, a 15 to 20% difference in the neck pain day to day, that's a huge win for them. And that's a win for them because when I speak to this doctor, I've already set up with them on a long scale that this is what they've been dealing with for a long time. It's gonna take a little bit of time to get down to a level that feels like you're making some real progress, but if you stay with it, we can see some really cool results and she's really happy with it. She's able to now return to do some of the stuff she couldn't do before because of this. And there's a whole bunch of ways you can collect objective data. Sets and reps, showing people how they've improved their strength over time. Time and endurance. You can take a look at that pain scale. You can use dynamometers and cranes like we teach our students on their Friday study group, how to use to collect more objective data and work with them. But if you can show people the results that they're getting with objective data and information, they're gonna stick around a lot longer. And they're gonna keep seeing you and coming back even when frequency changes and I have you mentioned, maybe the most important part, you make way better choices and decisions, which only helps the results and helps you charge more time for, sorry, charge more money for your time. So get really good at collecting objective data. Don't just take soap notes, which I know are very popular. Collect really great nitty gritty data. Almost go overboard, as long as it doesn't take away from the session, because all that data will be pertinent for you. So my pick of the week, Brandon, before you tell yours, is gonna be collect objective data. And I couldn't agree more, obviously. I mean, the whole Friday study groups that we do as far as a part of Fitness Pro Mentors is devoted to understanding data collection and how to integrate it into personal training sessions and exercise choices. Uh, and I love it, honestly. It's been game-changing because that stacked on top of the marketing has just been an absolute blast. 100%. Um, so my pick of the week is concept freedom. And I've been thinking a lot about this because truthfully, when we think about what we're talking about right now, where we're talking about the idea of how exercise can help someone feel better today and long-term. I think that makes sense. And that's kind of like the whole idea is how do we explain this idea that personal training can be a very game-changing thing? Well, that idea, right? Could you explain how exercise helps someone body, help someone with some tension issues in their body to a multitude of different academic levels? Could you explain it to a physician and speak doctor level? Could you speak it in a more detailed way to an attorney and have them hear it and understand it? Could you explain it to a 16-year-old hockey athlete who may not necessarily care? This is when one of the most powerful things that I've really tried to work on is if I have a concept or an idea that is important that I find myself explaining a lot, like how plantar fasciitis happens, why I'm not a huge fan of orthotics in most cases. You have to be able to take that idea and the, the biomechanics that you have in your head and be able to explain it at really any level. 
and personally, my drum stuff has been so much fun. I love music, but being able to explain anatomy stuff in very simple terms to drummers has grossly helped my business. While at the same time, being able to sit down with a pathologist at a high level who's academically on another level than me, but being able to explain this advanced concept to them in a way that they understand it from the both physics and engineering perspective as it relates to exercise is game changing. So here's what I want to do for you is I want to kind of give you some homework from my pick of the week. I want you to pick the last thing that you learned, whether it's using crane scales to affect duration of, uh, duration of force development, if it's about post-activation, if it's about moment arms, whatever it is. But practice explaining that concept to every person in one way or another that's in front of you and see if they can get them, you can get them to understand it. Great, because truthfully, if you can get a concept and you can get freedom with that information, you can scale your business and you can also, you'll find that transfers very quickly because once you can explain a few things well to everybody, all the other stuff starts to become easier because you start to see commonalities and how you break things down. I love it. Yeah, communication is a hugely underrated uh, skill in our in our world. And I, I find a direct correlations in my mind where if you're a very high level communicator in what it is that you do and you can explain things to a medical doctor or to a 16 year old or to a 65 year old grandmother who's never exercised before, there's a really good uh, chance that you're really good at what you do and that you really understand what you're talking about. And so communication I think is like an amazing barometer for how I know my voice is booming all the time. No, no, that's okay. I'm oh, get the music okay. ready. We're okay, good. sorry. Queued up for the end. I think how strong of a communicator you are is a very strong barometer for how solid of a professional you are, in my opinion. Listen, trainers, this is Brandon and Glenn from Fitness Pro Mentors. This is the Minds on Muscle show. If you're interested in learning how you can take your business and build a reoccurring revenue model like we talked about today as a personal trainer and you need help cleaning up with the advertising, let us know. We have some really incredible ways to make sure that these relationships, our relationship working with you as a consultant is not crazy expensive, but game changing. And you'll see why a bunch of our students are getting incredible results. But everyone... Thanks so much for listening today. This was a lot of fun. This was a good one, everyone. Have a great day. Think about that framing. Up that communication game, baby. Happy March. Happy 2023 March. And we'll see everybody real soon. Bye, everybody.